So hello everyone, welcome again to Ox the Minister's podcast. It's uh, great to yeah be able to have this podcast actually. I think it's very interesting, this whole lockdown, there's so many different skills, so many different outlets coming out and I guess we're trying to podcast to see how we can more engage with people and engage with, with the sermon. So it's great that you're tuned in to listen to us today. Uh, my name is Denzel Larby, I'm one of the ministers at Selzen Baptist. I'm also here with uh, Trevor Neal, who's a, the team leader at Selzen Baptist as well. Uh, and today we're just going to discuss um, a few passages. So uh, we looked at Romans 4 last week as a church. So uh, I preached on that passage. I'll be exploring more, some questions from there. And there's a few questions that we've had um, come in that we're going to explore as well. So it's great that you can join us all today. Yeah, fantastic, Denzel. So Romans 4, and uh, you were away at the weekend, weren't you? But, yes. And uh, congratulations. Thank uh, you. You and Jemima, um, we... We were all thinking of you, but um, you, you, you recorded the sermon beforehand, and I found it really helpful, Denzel. You, you, I, I mean, kind of the receiving of gifts uh, was uh, was was a thing that you explored, and yeah. and, and gratitude towards gifts. Yeah. Um, and so this question came in: What does gratitude look like? Yeah. Uh, you kind of posed that yourself, didn't you, in in the sermon? But yeah. Yeah, if you could unpack that maybe a bit more, Denzel. Yeah, sure. Helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think for us, I think it's how you show gratitude to people if when you've received a gift, maybe different to other people. But I kind of had my kind of personal how I would like to show gratitude. I think we all receive gifts, and I'm sure if we're nice people, we'll, we'll certainly show a level of gratitude to people when they give us a gift. And I'm trying to think if someone gives me a gift of you know where I've done something wrong and they're giving their life for me. Um, I think there's a huge amount of gratitude that I would show to that person. And that's exactly what Jesus Christ did for us. So uh, for me, one of the things that pops into my mind, I thought about how we show gratitude to Jesus who has given his life so that we can have eternal life mm. and have this gift that we, we see um, Paul speaking about in his letters in Romans. I think it's simply loving him back. Um, anyone that, yeah, anyone that would lay their life down for anyone is definitely showing a, a huge level of love. So I think it's a sense of loving God back loving jesus back um i think the other way is um giving your lives to him i think romans 12 speaks a lot about you know presenting yeah. your living sacrifice it's this whole sense of god has done this for you and i think that, i mean paul is kind of showing that you know now you give your lives to him you give your bodies to him you honor him with, with who you are and i think that's what we do as well i think we we serve him and this could be uh, in many different ways for many different people this could be in a church context this could be in a non-church context but we serve God and that normally means serving other people um, we're not saved by this works but there are works that God wants us mm. to do when, when we when we are saved and I think yeah we show our gratitude by serving him in our community uh, and lastly I think it's by by telling everyone who he is I think if I receive such an amazing gift I'm going to brag about this gift I'm going to tell people about this gift even people who don't necessarily know me I'll be so yeah I'll be um, yeah so passionate about sharing who this gift and how to get this gift as well because this gift is not just exclusive to, to one person so I think sharing um, who Jesus is with others is, is another way to show gratitude yeah you, you you said something else on Sunday Denzel which really struck me and you spoke about honoring people by receiving the gift that they bring as well which I think yeah. I probably hadn't thought about as much as another aspect of 
yeah, of, of just gratitude, yeah, because yeah. To, to, to actually be willing to receive something is, yeah. you know, we, um, sometimes giving is easier almost than receiving. Yeah, it's absolutely. Actually put ourselves in that position of, of yeah, yeah, of taking in what someone is holding out to us. Absolutely. Um, that was really helpful. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the other question, you, you, you were kind of pushing towards a, a bit of an answer to it, what you were saying just now. So somebody else has asked how evangelism fits into this. Um, yeah. And the question is, they've, they've talked here about sharing our own experience of the gift. Yeah. So explaining and exploring it with others. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think yeah evangelism has uh, yeah I think not just with Romans 4 but throughout Romans I think Paul is kind of always encouraging the people who have received gifts um, the gift of salvation to always share with other people I think um, yeah the gospel message is not a message that every day we see on the news being proclaimed um, and I think in Romans I think it's Romans 10 14 Paul talks about how then would they know unless somebody preaches to them uh, in a sense um, yeah, so yeah, yeah 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 we we need to tell people um, I think evangelism with Romans 4 particularly is so important uh, and Paul basically says go and tell people go and tell people how are they mm. going to know unless you tell them he kind of puts the responsibility on them not some third party person or some expert evangelist who will come and tell people but the church in in rome the people who were listening um to this letter when it was read to them so um i think yeah for us i think we need to come to the point of understanding evangelism is about proclaiming the gospel, the good news, um, how it's done may be different, but proclaiming mm. the good news um, is very important. I think for us, even in lockdown, this could be um, a way of yeah, speaking with people on, on the phone, on Zoom, on Skype, um, catching up with people, being able yeah. to actually still communicate the gospel. And I think maybe an easier way to do it is by sharing your own experience, yeah. um, sharing how you became a Christian, um, being more personal in that, res um, in that respect. But yeah, yeah, be more personal, sharing your own experience, how you received uh, Jesus. I think that could be yeah, really beneficial for other people. But yeah, I think we need to come to the point where we begin to proclaim the gospel um, to other people. That's great, isn't it? I mean, that's really helpful. There are some people, I, I guess what you say, Denzel, resonates with me because it's something about knowing our story and being able to tell our story. And I, yes. I just, Jesus, is, it's not like selling double glazing when we're selling yeah. Jesus. But if, if not that we're selling Jesus, but it can feel yeah, like it, it definitely can. I've just got my little sales pitch, and I'm yeah, here, you know. absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and and oh come on, don't 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 give me a yeah. phone. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Share absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I think I've I've got a question for you as well, Trevor. Um, yeah. Question that came through. It's quite an interesting question, and I think it's a a question that would allow. Um, everyone listening to, to probably go away to reflect on on this question as well uh, but this is the question um, so someone said now we're heading into another lockdown I've heard a number of people say in the last few days but also all the way through the pandemic that God is in control and sometimes the way they say it can seem too blase like a pat answer it makes me feel uncomfortable what do you think well discuss yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, this is huge, isn't it? And I was thinking about this earlier. We could spend hours unpacking this. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe this is a Sunday night theology or something for when we're, we're yeah. all in SBC. But there were a couple of thoughts came to mind. I mean, the thing is, like, when we read the Bible, 
we do see two opposing strands on this subject. Quite often when we read the Bible, we are holding different ideas in tension, aren't we? So it's a bit like, you know, with ethics, you know, there's, there's, there's a holiness strand and there's an inclusion strand. Yeah. Um, on, on, on this, you know, uh, there, there's a strand that says, and a thread of thinking which speaks of God's power, uh, that he is the creator and he orders the world and he's the one who puts rulers on their throne. Uh, and if we have a sort of Calvinist or, or determinist perspective, we will probably emphasize those texts. And, and there is a big part of scripture's testimony uh, that, that goes that way. Yeah. Isaiah in the summer, and there's that passage that talks about Cyrus, uh, the king of Persia, and he's God's anointed. Yep. But then there's that other strand, isn't there, which speaks of rulers being uh, opposed to God, yep. and setting themselves up against God. They can try to thwart his purposes. Uh, and uh, like you look at Revelation, it seems to me we see that. There's all that talk about Babylon and empire. Uh, and we know that John's talking about Rome, but, but he, he seems to take Babylon as this kind of yeah. um, catch-all uh, title to speak of, of all empires who, 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 who oppose God. And I thought as well, I mean, the, the, there are other occasions in scripture when it seems as if the capacity of God does seem to be sort of limited because of, of disorder uh, in the world or, or opposition to him. I mean, we see Job uh, and God speaks there of wrestling with, with Leviathan and trying to tame him. Yeah. Uh, Daniel 10, um, fascinating passage, Daniel 10, where, where Daniel is... is given this word from God uh, to reassure him about the, the crisis he's in. Yeah. And uh, verses 12 and 13 we read, um, it's a sort of, I don't quite know who's speaking to Daniel. It seems to be some visitation yeah. he has either from God or an angelic yeah. figure. He says, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days, yeah. as if almost God's response wasn't, was, was, was delayed in some way. And uh, I, I thought of Jesus in Mark 6, Nazareth. Um, he's there and verse 5 tells us Jesus couldn't do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few yeah. sick people and heal them. Because yeah. There was this um, disbelief. And yeah. Isn't that how we experience our lives at times? You know, we can feel this opposition against us and, and, and life feels like a battle because, because I think it is a battle. And, and I, I guess the final things I thought on this was, you know, we see it in our own lives and we see it in the events of history. Yeah. You think of events like Nazism or, or the Holocaust, which seem to me to be clearly the result of, of something terrible and, and dreadful and evil being allowed to, to, yeah. to run its course so unchecked and in such destructive and, and awful ways so that there's a kind of concentration on evil that, I mean, just looks demonic to me when, yeah. when, when you look at the history reels and you read what happened. You know, we see disorder in the natural world. There's all sorts of viruses floating around. And Absolutely. Sometimes like coronavirus, they mutate. Uh, and even like, like the US election, which we've just been talking about before we, we, we started recording, there are clearly battles being played out and they're involving lots of people with free will to make decisions. Absolutely. Act for good or evil, they can act with integrity or, or, 
with that integrity. And, and we even know that there are individual things which happen in our lives and, mm -hmm. and happen because of people's sinful choices. I can Absolutely. think of you know, people in my family who, who, you know, an accident because somebody was driving recklessly or, or, or selfishly. Yeah. And, and it causes that. So, I mean, I think, is God in control? I want to say he is. And I think God has ultimate purposes for history, which are going to prevail. Does that mean he is controlling every election, uh, every political uh, process in its entirety, every event of our individual lives? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. And, and I guess the other thing I thought about was, this is about love, isn't it? You know, he, he, he loves us. And if I love someone, I, I can't control every response that they make to me. Absolutely. I, I'm almost, I, I wonder if God, in a sense, limits his power in, 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 in our world, because actually what he wants from us back is not love, or is love, or a response of love, and not the response that robots who, who, yeah. who had everything decided for them. It's, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I guess... I almost find myself thinking, you know, if someone says, is God in control or is God in charge of my life? I think a biblical answer might be, well, it's up to you. <laughs> you can, is there that old C.S. Lewis thing? You know, there, there, are, there are some people who say to God, um, your will be done. Yeah. And there are the other people for whom God ends up saying to them, your will be done. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, yeah, um, absolutely. it's tough, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we see it kind of in the Garden of Garden of Eden. Yeah. Um, this whole sense of, yeah, God kind of gave that. Yeah, he gave them dominion. He gave them the ability to, to rule in this earth that he created um, under his influence and, and under his, um, in terms of uh, his rules in, in that sense, in terms of God told them not to do particular things. Um, and they had the choice, they had the choice and God didn't force them um, to, yeah, to love him. But he allowed them to to be influenced, hopefully yeah. by him. And I think I think that's how yeah, that's how kind of I see it. And I also kind of grasp my mind on the the bigger plan that you know what Jesus has done on the cross in terms of yeah. eternal salvation. I know that in this natural earth, there is going to continue to be to be bad things. Um, we see even with Jesus's disciples when he was before he was going up to heaven, he didn't say, "Look, you guys, you now you're Christians, you're gonna have awesome lives, um, you're gonna be safe." He said, well, you guys are going to get persecuted. That The world is going to yeah. hate you because of me. And he, he knows how people are going to react uh, to, to this message of the gospel being shared by these people. Uh, and they all suffered greatly, but their eternal salvation was secured. Um, and that's one of the things that I hope for. I know it's not, it's not kind of um, scraping through that question, but just kind of understanding as Christians for, for the bigger picture. If you're expecting your whole life here to be perfect and disaster free then it's not going to happen but there is there is going to be that place which jesus has prepared for us which i which i hold on to and so yeah yeah and and that's really helpful i mean what you say about the cross denzel you just got me thinking again like i mean this gets us back to witness we've been talking about witness and how we share with other yeah. people uh, you know I, I personally you know if, I, if i'm face to face with someone who's suffered some kind of loss or who's suffered some kind of tragedy i yeah. I just don't feel that it, it, it gives a sense of speaking of the goodness of God to say, well, you know what he has absolutely everything. Yeah. So and just this yeah. way, oh well, sorry, it's a bit of it it, it is yeah. tough for you. 
this was how the plan rolled. Yeah. But 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 to say, you know what, he's in this mess. He's I mean, where is God in your pandemic? Yeah. Part of the answer, you know what, he's on the cross yeah. and, and he's suffering. Absolutely. And he is experiencing what what in his aloneness on the cross, he's experiencing what every person who who, who, who was in a hospital bed without a visitor and every yeah. person who was at home worrying about them was 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 going through and absolutely and that's a god whose goodness i can speak of I, absolutely I, more than someone who's just saying well I, I i kind of set the off button and put my plans in motion yeah yeah some time ago yeah. yeah that's definitely a helpful way to to look at it and i think during this next couple of months or maybe even the next couple of years um we're probably going to have conversations with people who've lost loved ones um yeah. during this time so it's, it's helpful to be really wise and i think i think it's kind of um, when you're speaking it made me think about the prosperity gospel mm. and how actually people are seeing how it's basically a fraud because they have this mindset that god has everything perfect for us on this earth and we yeah. should be rich and wealthy but now there are so many people who are losing their jobs and also who are who are unwell because of this virus as well so so what happens what happens there is god not a good god then um but we know that he is a good god even in this pandemic as well um, amen yeah absolutely whoa awesome. yeah we can talk these things through though 100%. Yeah, good yeah, to absolutely. yeah absolutely yeah absolutely so yeah so thank you all for for tuning in please feel free to continue to send through your your questions uh, on our website we under the announcement um, pages we have a separate page for you to send your questions and we'll be more than happy to dialogue and, and try to answer these questions so yeah so thank you all for tuning in and and have a wonderful day whenever you're listening to this podcast but god bless terrific thanks denzel thank it's you trevor to do this see you again thank soon you. Yeah. see you soon <laughs>